everybody. I'm Marin, and this is my husband, Dallin. We're just two ordinary people who fell in love and had some kids. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about the ups and downs of marriage, parenting, and pretty much anything else. We promise to keep things real and maybe even make you laugh. We also talk to some people who know a lot more than we do. We hope this is a place where you can feel understood, enlightened, and entertained. Thank you for joining both Both of us. Aloha! We just got back from Hawaii trip. It was very fun. I'm back. It's um it's been a while everyone. It's good it's good to hear your ears. <laughs> My goal is to see how many times I can get you to shake your Let's head. Let's start that over at Aloha. Me. No, I'm not As per over. your requests. <laughs> how was our Hawaii trip, doll? It was just lovely. It was great. We stayed on Oahu. And we were in a fun house, and we there was a pool and a hot tub, and Hudson learned how to swim, which was awesome. Our our oldest boy is really resistant to swimming for some reason, so it took some convincing, but he figured it out, which has been it's been awesome and fun. A lot of you actually messaged us to ask us to kind of recap our trip, so it was a blast. We went on three different hikes which is kind of our favorite thing to do lately with our kids. And we, I feel bad for them, honestly, because we just strap them to our backs and then take them through <laughs> these crazy jungles. But Our oldest likes it better than our youngest son. Our oldest son points around and goes, Leaf, tree, sky, <laughs> while we're doing it. But the youngest one doesn't like it as much. But he's warming up to the hikes. The youngest one pulls my hair the whole time and says, Mama, because he wants me to hold him. We ate lots of, lots of shaved ice. Yes, there's a place called Matsumoto's Shaved Ice. Matsumoto's. Matsumoto's. And the next time that you are just hanging out in Hawaii, you should check it out because it's so good. We went every day. (laughs) I think my body is like 80% shaved ice right now. I know. It craves it. I like, I wish I could go right now back there and have more of that shit. I don't know what it is that they do, but it's just, it's so good. The ice is like thinly shaved. The flavors are really flavorful, but not like overpowering. It's like natural flavorings. That's what's so good. My combination every day was mango, Mm -hmm. papaya, coconut, with the sweetened condensed milk on top. Mm. I would get this really good vanilla ice cream they make from scratch. And then put they have this little combo called tropical. I don't even know what it all was, but it's good stuff. I, I like might be wearing my Matsumoto's shirt right now <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> you actually are. Wearing hey, Matsumoto's, want to sponsor us? <laughs> yeah, 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 get some of that some of that Matsumoto sponsorship. You don't even have to pay us money. I yeah, just want just, shaved ice. I want to be able to just say at the front like Matsumoto sponsors us, and then go. And just get shaved ice whenever we want. Will you fly us there and give us shaved ice for free? Just once a year to ship us some. Oh, (laughs) dear. Yeah, so I went there. That was fun. We also went to the Polynesian Cultural Center, which was a blast. It was really, really cool to see all of the intricate little... They have all these, like, villages built, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. The best part of the Polynesian Cultural Center for me was that Hudson pointed at every beautiful Polynesian hula dancing woman and said, Moana, Moana. (laughs) 
He thought they were all Moana. He is obsessed with Moana. So, yeah, that was fun. It was fun to go there. They had really good food. We had a buffet afterwards, and that was that was a good joy. And we got to hang out with our family. Okay, so I think that's enough Hawaii that's pro- I mean, that's probably enough Hawaii. If you want to hear more Hawaii, tell us more. We might, we could even do a full episode of Hawaii if you wanted, but only if you want it. So if you'd like that, then just let us know how you've been letting us know this other stuff. A lot of you responded well to our Disney with babies episode. So maybe you want a Hawaii with babies episode. <laughs> yeah. What is it like with Irish twins in Hawaii? Well, the one tip I will get, I think we could do a whole episode about flying with babies because we've mm-hmm. done that like a lot Many times since we've had our kids. And yep. I think we've kind of figured out some ways to make it easier. Although flying with a baby is never easy. <laughs> No, you just have to kind of go for it. You have to just, you just need to be okay with everyone looking at you sometimes with kind of that angry face (laughs) because it's, I mean, you can't like force a child to not cry sometimes, you know, especially on a six hour flight. If you're listening to this and you don't have kids yet and you are one of those people who's wondering, can they get their child to please be quiet? I just want to tell you nicely, we can't. (laughs) Well, and that parents... The thing is, for me, is like when our kids are crying in public, I don't want them to be crying. It's not like we're just like sitting there like, all right, well, I'm just going to let them cry. You know, we want them to stop crying, too, because we've done everything in our power. I promise you we've done everything. We've pulled out every trick in the book. Yep. And also (laughs) parents that bring kids on planes. There were like a there were a ton of kids on the plane with us, too. And I honestly did not notice a single one of them. So maybe we think we're getting judgmentalized, but we're not really. Or maybe our ears are just like adjusted to the sound of screaming. Anyways, welcome to the Both of Us podcast today. Yeah, welcome today, everyone. <laughs> um, we are going to be talking about the best and worst marriage advice we've received. And we reached out through Instagram and we were really grateful for the response we received through the comments on Instagram, through the private messages and emails. So many of you are willing to share the best and worst marriage advice that you've received. And a lot of it we totally agree with. It's also very true for us. So in our episode today, we're going to be talking about the best and worst marriage advice for us in our marriage, as well as some of yours. I think that it's a lot of fun when we get to see all your guys' comments and emails because it is more engaging. We can talk about the things that you're interested in hearing about, and I'm really excited about today because it's like a combo. Yeah, you helped us write this episode. So so thank you for writing the episode (laughs) today. (laughs) Um, As a quick precursor to the episode, I just want to say that... Some of this may not be true for you. (laughs) Some of the worst advice that we share might actually have really worked for you in your marriage. And some of the best advice we share may not have worked for you. And that's fine. We're going to be talking from our own experience. And actually, we're very interested to hear if you have a different experience. Um, We have been given an awful lot of marriage advice. In our years being married, and especially when we were first newlyweds, and it's led us to think about some of the worst (laughs) and the best advice we've gotten, 
And we just wanted to talk a little bit today about those things. Everybody's got such good intentions when they give marriage advice. And and I think that it's nice that people want to be helpful. But a lot of the times, the things that people give are (laughs) a little cliche. I don't think of it that it actually applies to their individual marriage. I think we hear these regurgitated things that we just share with the next person and the next person. So we want to call some of those out today. (laughs) And we do know that. As Dallin said, the best intentions were meant when all of this advice was given. But now that we've been married for a while, we've figured out that some of this isn't actually that applicable. Well, and honestly, (laughs) I have found myself, I've said some of the bad advice. Oh, you know, so don't feel bad if you've said some of the bad advice, because I have as well. So So I'm excited about this list. Where, Where are we starting today? So this first piece of advice Looking through our wedding guest book and reading all of the advice given, I think I can safely say this was the number one thing said. I'm talking at least 10 people. Yeah, and I've said this so many times before, too. This piece of advice is never go to bed angry. And if you're married, you're probably rolling your eyes right now because you've gotten this advice. (laughs) So here's an example. A few nights ago, we woke up in the middle of the night and had a misunderstanding And those happen a lot in the middle of the night when you have babies. Mm -hmm. And no offense to my tender, sweet husband who likes to get things resolved quickly. But he wanted to keep talking until it was taken care of. Right. Mm -hmm. And I knew what state of mind I was in. Not a good one. Guys, I am out of commission when I am tired. Like, she's not exaggerating. <laughs> so, Dallin pretty much lives with an out-of-order vending machine right now. <laughs> and see, my problem is I have to get things resolved right away. I can't sit. I have a hard time sitting on things, which I need to get better at. So, I kept suggesting that we wait until morning to talk this conflict out. And it was really dumb. Very small and insignificant. But it seemed huge to our tired minds. <laughs> Come the next morning, we literally worked it out within two minutes with smiles on our now well-rested faces. So the best advice I can give is to just go to bed angry, (laughs) (laughs) sleep it off, talk in the morning, and stop putting poor unsuspecting newlyweds through this experience. (laughs) Yeah, we tried it. We thought that was everyone said to do it. So we kept doing it and it (laughs) doesn't work. It is a terrible idea. And I mean, there's a compromise you can do here. Uh, Obviously, if you're if you're beyond upset about something and and you need to be listened to, sure, we can you can try and talk about that, right? If it is possible to just just go to bed, it's great. And then you get good sleep. And then you're not up till 3 a.m. So it's okay to go to bed angry. Okay, next. The next piece of advice was to avoid conflict at all costs or to pick your battles. Now, I'm not talking about like the pick your battles as far as like forgiving people. We need to be able to forgive people very quickly and be accepting of other people's flaws. I don't think it makes any sense to be really nitpicky at all of the like differences someone has in their personalities, and I agree that it's not good to do that. What I'm talking about is the pick your battles or avoiding conflict, meaning don't talk about things <laughs> with your spouse just because it might make them upset. I think it's really important that we talk to our spouses about everything. I think one of our most difficult tropes that we fall into is the uh, they lived happily ever after thing. 
you can live happily, but that idea is that there's never anything wrong in your marriage. That if you want to have the correct marriage, you have to never have any conflict in it, which mm-hmm. just isn't true. Marriage, in my estimation, is you want someone to contend with. You learn through this process. You learn through the sanding or the wrestling that happens. It, it's like marriage is about two people who are civilly disputing uh, and kindly disputing mm-hmm. and listening to one another while they dispute. You learn, honestly, where you're an idiot or where you're lacking or where you can improve. I've learned so many things from our conflicts about what I can do better. That's how you can attain such life-changing and metaphysical growth that you really can't get anywhere else in your life. No one else can challenge you the way that a spouse can. No one else can. Well, no one knows you the way a spouse does. Right. Or experiences the one-on-one, very vulnerable experiences the way that a spouse does. And this was hard for me because I'm a conflict avoider. Right. But I'm slowly recovering. I'm still not there after years of being married. I'm working to just face that conflict. Yeah. Well, and you're because doing a great does, job. It does turn out good in the end mm-hmm. when you work through it. And I do think that forgiving is important sure. once the battle's done and letting it go. Mm-hmm. But work through it, man. Just erase it. Get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Take care of it. Yeah. Okay. This person who gave me this advice will remain nameless. So this piece of advice that I received was to try to impress your spouse and look good for your spouse always. Mm-hmm. To never let that go. And I do think that what she meant by this was to continue to put effort in to your right. marriage. Right? But it could be taken the completely wrong way. Um I think we are so often afraid of letting our guard down and becoming, quote-unquote, imperfect in front of our husbands. The fear might be just simply wanting to be appealing to our spouse, but I have never felt more beautiful than the moments where I am absolutely looking my worst. (laughs) I'm talking childbirth, people. I realize that... Dallin still loves me. And you know what? He loves me even more than he did before in those moments, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that there is a ridiculous amount of stress that is placed on uh, mothers or wives or even just women uh, within our society. And that can't be denied. There's an existential amount of stress that's put onto women for some reason. And, and And this idea that your value comes from how you look. Well, and that if you don't maintain a certain amount of, like, beauty and grace, that, well, your husband could just stray. Yeah, and that's... I've I've heard that. That's Mm -hmm. 100% ridiculous. We need to be real. We need to be raw. We need to be able to be vulnerable with at least one person (laughs) Mm -hmm. in this world. We should be able to be free to be us in all of our morning breath, snarly hair, smeared mascara glory. And for you guys, you husbands, I guarantee that if you let your guard down in front of your wife and you go to a place of vulnerability with her, she will do the same. Mm-hmm. She's honestly probably waiting for the go ahead. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Well, and the other thing, too, that you can add in a promise, at least what we've seen, is I don't, I don't feel that there's ever a situation where I feel uncomfortable around you. 
And we've worked on that. I think that goes physically and emotionally. I think the emotional side is being able to feel like you can talk about anything, but then the physical side is also feeling like you can look anyway or that you can act anyway. The thing is, we're all a little bit insane, and we're all completely imperfect. (laughs) None of us are going to look the way that we exactly want to, or none of us are going to be able to act perfectly how we want to all the time either. But the key is, if we want to have better, more meaningful relationships, we need to be willing to let there be imperfections in them. And I I don't have a hard time getting after husbands that aren't... um, good to their wives because I see it a lot and it frustrates me. I think that it's important that if you are not validating your wife in these things, you should be complimenting your spouse. You should be validating and telling them the good things about them. I agree both ways. And this is the last thing I'll say, but women too, compliment your husband and build him up. The amount of insecurity that exists in men too and society puts this pressure on men to not feel insecure that they should be the strong one that they should be confident and bold but that's not how most men are most men are vulnerable deep inside and also need validating and i have found that as we validate each other consistently and humbly we are closer and we are happier and we feel we just feel better in our marriage so Okay, so that's the end of the the bad pieces of advice that we'll say today, and now we'll go into the best advice we've gotten. Yeah, I so I love this piece of advice, and it kind of ties into stuff that we've already said. Um, it's the advice to be 100% honest with your spouse. Yeah. Now, this is much easier said than done, and it's been something that we've worked on together in our marriage, and Maren's been really good at it. And it's been very helpful because guess what? If you're honest, you don't have to worry about the other things that you said. Be yourself. It's so refreshing to just start being honest and just be honest all the time. I mean, we're talking even like the smallest little things Mm -hmm. that can cause inconvenience and would just be easier if you were honest. If you were supposed to leave work 15 minutes ago, to get home and pick something up on the way home for dinner and your wife calls you and says, where are you? And you haven't left work and you say, oh, I'm 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 on my way home. (laughs) Like, I know that that would be easy to say because you know it'll make her happy to hear that. But all she's trying to do is figure out whether or not she can put the pasta on the stove to start boiling or not. And she's expecting you to be home in 10 minutes versus the 20 minutes that it will actually be. It's going to cause way more frustration for you to actually show up way later than she's anticipating because you lied about it. Maybe we're speaking from experience. (laughs) That's a literal (laughs) scenario that happened not too long ago. (laughs) All I'm saying is that it will always be easier to just tell the truth. It will always be more convenient. Honesty is what leads to trust. And to be frank, when you pick somebody that you're going to marry and be with for the rest of your life, you are picking someone to trust with your life. You're trusting them to take care of you. You're trusting them to take care of your children. And if you can't trust them on even just the most basic things, then it's going to be pretty hard to trust them on the big things. Our last piece of good advice that I love 
was to be each other's biggest encourager and cheerleader, not critic. It is so easy to criticize each other because you see everything about each other, even the flaws. I don't think there's another person who sees my flaws more clearly than you do. This world is so cruel. We should be able to count on at least one person to have our backs all the time and to tell us why we're awesome, to support us in our endeavors, encourage one another instead of criticize. Yeah. Try and find a way to compliment or encourage your spouse in at least one of their goals. Something that Marin does awesome is that almost every day you find a way to compliment me or tell me that I'm doing a good job in one of the many things that I'm working on. And I try and do the same thing for you. Right. You know that feeling when you were like five years old and running around on a soccer field and you knew that regardless of how many goals you made or regardless of if you just lay down on the grass and didn't do anything. That's what I did. (laughs) Your mom would be there on the sidelines screaming your name, just screaming your name, cheering you you on regardless of how well you played. I think that's what our spouse should be for us now. That's the role that our spouse should play for us in our lives. Yeah. So, um, okay. We're going to do a little quick lightning round of just some of our favorite marriage advice. On your mark, get set, go. Don't run away in the middle of a conflict. I love that. Nothing communicates that you don't care about someone more clearly than when you leave them in the middle of intense vulnerability. I agree. Don't talk badly about your spouse to other people or online. People, it just fuels anger and opens the door for others to influence your marriage. Just don't. Don't begin your marriage with divorce in mind. If you start something while already thinking of a way out of it, it will not succeed. And maybe if you're having thoughts of leaving right at the start, it's not the right relationship for you. I feel very strongly about this next one. Don't say things you don't mean. And I know that we all say things we don't mean at times, especially during moments of emotional height. Untrue and hurtful statements will stay there in your mind forever and never leave unless you erase them with a sincere apology. I love this quote by Kate Stewart, who's an author. She says, the perfect marriage is just two imperfect people who refuse to give up on each other. And the last piece of advice that we want to give, I actually have to credit to my best friend, Jamie, who at our wedding dinner got up as my matron of honor and said, just make your marriage your marriage. Take any piece of advice with a grain of salt. Even this podcast, we are not licensed marriage therapists. We're just people who've been there. I agree. Well, I think that we have talked enough about marriage for this week. We just wanted to say thank you. Thank you to each and every one of you that is listening to our podcast, that has shown us support so far, whether it be subscribing or following us on instagram or even just sharing the podcast with others thank you guys so much it really means the world for anyone interested in our disney giveaway we are announcing the winner on friday july 20th at 7 p.m mountain standard time please feel free to tune in and don't worry if you don't have instagram but you still entered into the giveaway we will announce the winners on our website at bothofus.net right afterwards So go ahead and take a visit if you don't have an Instagram. And if you haven't yet, please hit subscribe. 
And if you found any value in this episode whatsoever, please scroll down and leave us a review. It means the world to us. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you later.